We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the Rotowire Fantasy Football Podcast for Monday. Following up with week 15, today is December 13th. Jeff Erickson here with a special guest, well, guest host, our good friend Alan Soslowski. You know, he, he's 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 reached that, like, uh, Jimmy Kimmel on uh, before he had his own show status now. Jo- Joan Rivers filling in for The Tonight Show. Yeah, uh, and Harley uh, filling in for uh, cha- uh, Triumph, the comment in- insult dog. That's there. right, he's just right. insulting us right now. But uh, anyways, um, how was your week 14? You know, it's it annoys me because I I did really well this week, but I wanted this to be the first week of the playoffs because I know now that it's not going to be like that with the real playoffs. I was, you know, this would have been an epic win for me across uh, the leagues that I had made it in. So, you know, yeah. there was a lot of high scores, a lot of pinball scores, uh, you know, it, a lot of injuries. If you're in super, I'm in like, for example, I'm in a super flex league where my quarterbacks are Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen. I'm sure we'll yeah. get into all of that. So yeah, well, let's overall, start with that. Yeah, yeah. Let, let's start right there because I do have Lamar Jackson in the Rotowire Stake League. I've got mm. him in. I think I might have him in the. Do I have him in the Vegas League with you? No, I'm not sure. You and I are both crushing it in that league. I have uh, I have Lamar in the Vegas League. Okay, you have him there. Okay, yeah. No wonder you're. And if you have Lamar, you're doing well. You know, there's there's no way around that. There, you are doing really well if you have Lamar. Now I got to pull up and see who I have in that league. I know, but um. It, it you know it, I just know in, in our particular league you 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 have high points I have second high points I have the best record uh, so it's it, it's I know it's a league that list doesn't care about so it doesn't get much airtime but uh, <laughs> no but it's an important league because it's a pride league it's internal it's like one of those leagues where you you've been playing in it with all of your company mates all of your office mates forever yeah. there is some pride in that league and you guys have talked about it uh, on the air for years as well but. Here's the question for you. In in those leagues, are you going to be able to trust Tyler Huntley? I mean, he looked all right from a fantasy perspective yeah. yesterday. He got you about 17, 18 points. Would you actually start him in a playoff game next week? Uh, you know, we were asking the same question of Taysom Hill last year. Uh, and I, it, it's not the same. I think Hill's a better runner. But I think that's the sort of thing that you think about. I, I think it depends on what you have, what your, what your setup is in terms of uh, – who you're going against, who else is available. Like I, 
I, and I'd have to look at the, you know, honestly, I haven't really broken down the week 15 matchups a whole lot yet, but that, that, that'd be a big part of it there. Who do, who does uh, Baltimore get this week? Uh, I, I'll look that up while we're talking as well, but again, it's, it's, you're looking for someone who could break the, break the slate, right? I mean, matchups right. are important. Yes. Obviously when you do your weekly rankings, you get into the matchups and that, but it's like, can you just trust this guy? I mean, can he break a, he had about what, like 50 yards rushing yesterday. Let me look it up right now. He well, had um, that, like 20 on that one scramble. That was pretty crazy how he, he made like yeah, seven he, people miss and then drew the uh, penalty too on top of that there. Huntley um, had 270 and one and he had 45 yards rushing. So home game that, against green Bay, by the way, for uh, the Ravens, that seems perfectly, you know, I know the green Bay defense, is fine, but it's uh, you know you're not yeah you'll you start in there. I'm talking about in these superflex leagues where superflex I mean, yeah you're starting them yeah yeah so you're not even and then in one QB I mean who you really you're going to pick like Tua I mean who else is going to be out there some you know Ryan are you psyched to start Ryan Tannehill right now I mean any of those um, not really no because he has nobody to throw to still uh, that 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 remains a problem. By the way, we are done with buys after this week, finally. So, but Tennessee gets at Pittsburgh. Not the scary matchup that you think it would be, but, you know, if, as we saw on Thursday night, you can exploit Pittsburgh, but uh, we'll see. Uh, you know, J.J. Watt, I mean, T.J. Watt got hurt again. The Watt brothers having, having a tough health year. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it, you know, I, I think it's going to be tricky. We're going to be watching Josh Allen's status. We're going to be watching Aaron Rodgers' status. Last night, he, after the game, he said he had a setback with his toe. He also threw for four touchdowns and 300-plus yards again. Uh, it was awesome. But Josh Allen had that ankle where he got tackled, made it through the game. But often we know with ankle issues, it's the day after is what you worry about. Yeah, with, with Josh Allen, they already said that no matter what happens for next week, that Mitch Trubisky is going to get first-team reps in practice. Not all of them, but some of them. Right, just because so, they have to be prepared. That's smart, mm -hmm. of course. You have to think that way. And you and I have talked about Trubisky as a pickup in these leagues. And if he's yep. commandeering a good offense, Mitch Trubisky is not as bad as – you know, as he displayed uh, on that bad bears team, I think he's, he's probably going to be functional. He's probably a high level backup, maybe a low end starter in the league. And for fantasy, that's someone, you know, that could be a sneaky ad, Jeff, a sneaky ad. I, I was as, just going to say, you may hear his name <laughs> later on today uh, as the, you know, and we're, we're going to do that right after uh, we, we, this podcast, we're going to do sneaky ads for the video there, but uh, just a little sneak preview. We're going to have a lot, lots of quarterbacks to talk about. Sneaky Dave, preview. Davis Mills. Hmm. Might be a, a decent start too, Alan. He threw for over 300 yards. Uh, it was 14 for 14 to start the game against Seattle. <coughs> Houston's kind of a dumpster fire, so you know they, they fell off the wayside late. But they get Jacksonville this week. Yeah, you Urban find the leak Meyer trying <laughs> instead of trying to plug the defensive leaks, he's trying to find the, the plug the uh, communication leaks. I mean, uh, take cover, Urban Meyer. You were under attack this morning from every article I've seen on, on Twitter, on social media, on ESPN. Probably rightfully so. You know, I mean, it's yeah. the, the chickens are coming home to roost right now. And, you know, you saw the clip of the two receivers, uh, LaVisca Chanel, bumping into each other. It's like, just blame it on Urban Meyer. You know, like, yeah, it's, it's, it's unbelievable. But you, um, uh, it's, you originally you were talking about, um, which you were talking about before you said that you were talking about which quarterback? Oh yeah, um, yeah. Okay, so Davis Mills. Davis Mills, right? Or Huntley. I mean, right. so 
Davis Mills, by the way, I, you mentioned him a few weeks back, and you, you made a really interesting point in one of the videos we did for YouTube, is that you were puzzled why they were benching him. Like, you have to see what you have. Because right. if he actually performs for the rest of this year, they don't need a quarterback next year. They can When they trade Deshaun Watson, say they just get three first-round picks, then you can actually build around Davis Mills. So I think Davis Mills, I mean, they were talking about him in the draft as like a fringe first-rounder. Uh, Mario and those guys didn't love him when they were doing his rookie analysis. Uh, he he had tore both of his ACLs in college, mm -hmm. but I still I think when he's on the field, he actually shows like he's a credible quarterback. At times, I, I think there's home field Davis Mills and road Davis Mills, and we'll see the difference. Uh, but it is Jacksonville, so maybe not. But I'll go one step farther. Even if he's not the guy to build around, you still might askew going with the quarterback or then. It's not a great quarterback class. It's a classic mistake to push up a quarterback just because it has to be a quarterback. I mean, go get yourself a, you know, take care, you know, take care of the ball veteran if you have to, to you know, as you're building a team around it. You don't have to get the, your franchise quarterback in this, this next year's draft. And, you know, it, 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 if, it, if it doesn't exist, don't force it is my point. Yeah, to, I mean, someone like Gardner Minshew, which you've mentioned on your SiriusXM show a bunch of times. I mean, yeah. teams are playing hot potato with him right now. He's got one more year left on his contract. It's under a million bucks. He's a real value. He's gonna, he's going to be traded for a third round pick to some team that needs a veteran to stabilize. I think a place like Houston makes a lot of sense if you don't have trust in Davis Mills. Uh, that no. that makes a ton of sense. I, th I think the Eagles may still have be in play for next year too, though. I mean, I know they're, they're saying Jalen Hurts, if healthy, is going to start again this week, this upcoming week. But, I, you know, I don't think the verdict is completely in on Jalen Hurts. Oh, I, I totally agree. I mean, it's – but is it him or is it the coaching staff hasn't found a way to, to utilize him properly? I mean, think about this. When Jalen Hurts and Tua were both on Alabama, it was Jalen Hurts that was the starter. He was the, the guy all year. It was that he – kind of floundered in the in the championship game. Tua came in and, and basically won the game for them. And then the next year, Tua was the starter, and Jalen Hurts had to go to Oklahoma. I mean, yeah. Jalen Hurts was, you know, he was the same class as uh, as Tua, and he was the, the announced starter for most of the year. So if you like Tua, it's like, I don't understand why people are so quick to dismiss Jalen Hurts. But, you know, I do, you know, he hasn't looked like a traditional pocket passing quarterback, and, you know, that doesn't have sustainability in the NFL. So I do understand your point. Yeah, I I, I, I think he's been, he's been a excellent fantasy quarterback but i think he did a lot of games the results have been lacking in terms of his passing and it doesn't mean he's done developing it doesn't mean that you know he's unsalvageable but same time i mean i think you have to ask the question it's much like you have to ask the question of trevor lawrence and i understand all the malaise going on with the, the jaguars right now he he could be getting ruined right now he also could be jamarcus i mean i i hate to say it but He's, he's gotten worse, Alan. I mean, if you watch any of that game yesterday against Tennessee, he was terrible. Yeah, I think that everyone is going to universally in the fantasy community, especially going to give him the mulligan from this year. And yeah. just, and, and you know, so it, yes, it looked bad, but I think the default explanation is going to be the environment. Like every, mm -hmm. you know, what would, Mac, what would Mac Jones look like on that team? What would Trevor Lawrence look like on the Patriots? I think For that's sure. the, yeah. So that's the, I know that's easy analysis, but if they, I mean, here's the real question. 
do you think Shad Khan and the Jacksonville Jaguars are going to cut ties? I mean, we all assume they are. Sometimes, you know, when you buy a you, know, you buy a stock or you buy something you invest in and the value's gone down, 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 you're not so quick to cut bait with it, especially when you have to, what is he making, like $8 million bucks a year or something like that, it, and they still owe him a couple of years? Yeah. I, I, is it, a, is it what, how do you handicap if they're even going to cut Urban Meyer completely? Well, and I, you know, I, I think one of the points here is they might just have a terrible owner too. And Smollett might go all the way to the top. And what, what's interesting is the son, the Tony Khan, has actually yeah. made the uh, the competitive wrestling, fake wrestling league that competes with the WWF. He's actually made that successful. So yeah. they have. Well, they and have. I'm sure Khan is, you know, he, he's successful in other walks of life. That doesn't, you know, there's a lot of owners yeah. in pro sports that are successful in life and horrible in sports. So, you know, it happens. Yeah. You know, what sometimes we need to do they on- fall into it, too. Yeah, we need to do on the on rotowire.com. So we need to put like front office rankings. I think we should do owner rankings. They're, they're, owner, yeah, yeah, that's all part of it, right? Well, you know, this summer on SiriusXM, we might be having to do owner drafts because you know if baseball is locked out, but we'll see. Mm. Uh, you know, that might be one of our drafts: uh, all-time owners or current owners, or if we. Can, I don't know. We'll, we'll, so we'll, who who is the all-time owner? I mean, I know you were talking about for baseball to fill content and if there's no season, but who is the number? I mean, is there someone, the team owner, team president, whatever that strikes you as the best right now in football right now or top fiver? I mean, is it Robert Kraft? Oh God. I mean, I, I think, I mean, that, that, that's the thing is I, I, I think, I mean, you can't argue with their track record, but how much credit does he get towards that? That's the question. My, a perfect owner is one that just writes the checks and doesn't say a word, but uh, doesn't get arrested in a, uh, a massage parlor. Uh, but uh, <laughs> I don't know. You know where that's going. That's real man only gets massage parlor. Yeah, gets arrested yeah, yeah, massage yeah. parlor. Right. Exactly. Yeah. But no. So so go back to what you were saying. You're making an interesting point. Trevor Lawrence, I mean, are they having buyer's remorse? Are you optimistic? Let's say that they do get a credible coach in there. Like, not someone that's going to light the world on fire, but like a Ron Rivera, CEO coach, someone that's going to stabilize the franchise next year. How confident would you be uh, in Trevor Lawrence moving forward? Like, where do you think his 22 ranking would be among quarterbacks? Mm. It's pretty low right now. I mean, I got to see it. I got to see something. And... I also look at the personnel on this team and I know like this is a really bad roster too. I mean, that that's, that's part of it, but, and, and what credible coach is going to want to take that job? I guess it's one of, you know, 32 NFL jobs. So maybe just that that's your response, but Jeff, know, Jeff Fisher, oh. he's looking for a job. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, it's gonna. They're gonna have to bring in a credible coach. That again, not someone that's gonna light the world on fire, but someone that can just exactly what Washington football team did with Ron Rivera. No one was like, "Oh my God, they have Ron Rivera." You know, maybe you know nobody likes Mike McCarthy as a coach. I mean, that's literally the only thing wrong with the Dallas Cowboys. But maybe someone like him that's at least you know has a track record of coaching teams and not yeah. just you know that that could be interesting but i i would think that trevor lawrence is still a top 20 quarterback but yeah. in single in single qb leagues you're not going to be too worried about him uh but right. you know there's still a, like put it this way would you trade in trevor lawrence if you're the jacksonville jaguars for any of the rookie up quarterbacks that you've seen this year mm. I might for Fields, but we'll see. I, I'm, I'm, I, I believe. I think Fields is pretty good, actually. Me too. Uh, 
maybe Mac Jones too. I mean, I, I, probably not Mac Jones, but we'll see. Yeah. I just, I mean, it's so hard. It, it, it's totally grading on the curve. Uh, with them. Meanwhile, and we got a to, you know, we, we got a total incomplete in San Francisco, one start all year and brief appearances and a couple others for Lance. But I, that one, that that's one of the big shocks of the season to me is how little Trey Lance has played. I, I don't understand. From what I from what I've read, and again, you know, I listen to a ton of pod. Nobody listens to more podcasts than I do. I, I'm convinced by that. Uh, so I listen to a ton of podcasts. I listen to your radio show every day on mm-hmm. Sirius XM, and I read a ton of articles. And from the the pieces that I've gathered, that Trey Lance is not only you know probably not he's not even close to playing right now. Like he hadn't played all of last year. He had played only a handful of games at a smaller school. And yes, he's probably the best athlete, but we know at this point that, you know, professional football is way more than it's, it's reading it's pre-snap. I mean, that's what really differentiates. So yeah, I want to see why'd you trade up to go get him? It makes no sense. And they at least should be integrating him into the game plans. But I I mean, obviously you're not going to see him this year and, Again, people will be speculating next year. What do you think that they do with Jimmy G if, if they make a playoff run with him? I mean, that's a good question. Uh, it's a really good question. I think one of the uh, takeaways here, too, is expectation levels, the way they were set. I mean, I think that has to be part of it there, that I think we had these wild expectation levels for Lance. Oh, he's going to be awesome. He's going to do this. And, you know, he, he didn't really – you know, I, don't, I think the Niners – really didn't do much to quell it, but at the same time, they didn't say Lance is going to play. They didn't say that, you know, Hey, he's going to get a chance to start. They, they pretty much said Garoppolo's the starter. We he's- just, in our minds set this expectation. If the Niners had come out this season said, all right, we, we just want him to develop. That would be one thing, but they didn't say that either. They didn't just, they didn't say like, like they didn't do it like what the chiefs did with Mahomes or the Bengals did with Carson Palmer. Um, they, they pretty much just left it nebulous for us. They they spoke with their actions though, right? They pushed in their chips at the poker table, and they went up and got the quarterback that they thought was you know the the next person. Uh, they didn't give you know. I think that they probably had immediate buyer's remorse on that uh, because imagine what they could have done with the picks that they gave up, right. and they probably still you know and they still have Jimmy Garoppolo. I, I think when the thirty for thirty is written on this on this game that. We're going to find out that it was Kyle Shanahan probably pressured into taking him or, you know, the other way around. I mean, you heard all the Mac Jones stuff in the preseason, uh, yeah. but it, it, I think it's more interesting. I mean, we already know how it's going to play out for the rest of this year, right? Jimmy, Jimmy G is going to be the quarterback. The 49ers are going to be making a playoff push and they're going to be a dangerous team if they do make it the way that George Kittle and the rest of them are playing right now. But it's yeah. really interesting to think about for fantasy football, which is why people tune into this show, is what is going to be for next year. We're I, going to talk I, I think Garoppolo's got another year left on that contract. I was just looking that up, uh, and I think he's got another year. He signed in February 2018, a five-year deal. So my math isn't the strongest, but I believe that in 2018 through 22, that would be. Um, so unless there's some sort of buyout, so, you know, the way NFL contracts are, I mean, I'm sure there's – you know, I can get more clarification on that, that they, they might just find a way to get out, out from under that, but you, or know, you could like, trade them. You could try. I mean, there's going to be teams that are interested in Jimmy, Garoppolo. Jimmy G to the Jaguars. There's your, there's your solid, you know, quarterback there. Yeah. I mean that, you know, it's going to have to be more of a contender. I would think, I mean, so if the Cleveland Browns really do have cold feet on Baker Mayfield, 
they'll be looking for a solid veteran, someone that can give them the try, you know, while that Super Bowl window is theoretically open. So yeah. somebody like that. I mean, it, when, you know, it seems like the, our discussion is really centered around the quarterback. So, I mean, yeah. I, which I think is interesting because that really does drive all of the fantasy value. If you are the Cleveland Browns moving forward, have you, if you are talking about general managers and team owners, if you, yeah. Jeff Erickson, were the team owner, would you be giving Baker Mayfield $35 million and be locked in for four more years with that? I don't think so. I mean, the way that Cleveland let Baltimore back in the game by being deathly afraid of letting Baker Mayfield throw the ball you know, yesterday, uh, that speak, I mean, that, that might, that's at least the coach's point of view from that. I don't know, man. I, I, I don't think he's a guy you, you stake, you know, so much of your cap room on. I think that's the biggest part. Um, it's just, I, I think that really drives a lot of this here. You get that second contract for a quarterback. It just takes up so much cap room. He's not, he's not giving a discount either. He wants to be paid like a top five quarterback. Of course. And yeah, I mean, and so they're either going to have to do one of three things is obviously give him that contract. Mm-hmm. Do the Kirk Cousins franchise tag thing, which I, I never think is a good thing. Just either do you've seen what you've seen. You know, you're not going to it's not going to be different in a year from now or just say, you know, that's it. It was a good four years, five years. And, and let's move on. It's going to have to be one of those three things. Right. Right. I mean, what they can do is just say, hey, play this year. And, you know, I, I guess the fr- they, you could franchise them one year. Two years is is the thing that was too crazy about cousins. That that's right. what creates the uh, the animosity, if you will. But if you're not convinced, and that's you know that Super Bowl window is open right now. And again, you know we could argue if they're the seventh best team, the fifth best. I mean, they're one of the AFC teams that you wouldn't be surprised if they made a run because they have such yeah. a good running game. But if you're not convinced, what's another year gonna do? It's like either move on or stay with them. I mean, it, I hear what you're saying. The half measure, oh, let's see one more year. But that's just, you know, that's just going to therapy before the divorce, right? Yeah. Well, if you're not convinced that your improvement isn't is there, isn't there, that's why you do that. Because at least you got someone that, you know, is a caretaker. Not a caretaker, but is acceptable, if not someone to build around. I don't know. That, that's, that's why you would go the one-year route. But I, I hear you, too. Yeah. Um, My, so I, can I ask you another quarterback question? Uh, you can, and then we're going to do a quick read after that. All right. Well, I'll tease it. I, I want to talk MVP for a minute. So you go and do the read. Right. Let's hear from talking. our friends from WinBet real quick. If there's one thing we appreciate here at RotoWire, it's making good decisions. And even more so, making the right decision. Like when to do this read, for instance. Listen up, folks. I have an incredible offer for you with RotoWire's newest partner, WinBet, the premier digital casino and sportsbook app. WinBet is now the exclusive sponsor for RotoWire's fantasy podcast. WinBet brings you all the latest action with a user-friendly interface, money line bets, boosted parlays, over-unders, round robins, live betting, and so much more are at your fingertips. Want a break from sports betting? Head into WinBet's digital casino and take a spin on roulette, double down on blackjack, slam the slots, or try your hand at Baccarat. WinBet is currently available in six states, or it's actually seven, Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia, while rapidly expanding so much that they could probably update this read with those. Anyhow, at WinBet, the possibilities are limitless. WinBet is currently offering all RotoWire listeners a risk-free bet up to $500 on your first wager. Download WinBet now. That's W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. WinBet, the exclusive partner for RotoWire's fantasy podcast. I'm Jeff Erickson here with Alan Soslowski today. Team of Destiny is still the Team of Destiny, but they're uh, recuperating from just a, a stressful weekend. So, uh, 
We'll, we'll talk Team of Destiny later on the, the Sirius XM show. So, okay, you wanted to ask me about MVP. Fire away. Yeah, so I think one of the most fascinating things, the storylines, narratives in this season is the NFL MVP because nobody's running away with it. It's like one of those horse races where mm-hmm. number four is up, then number two takes the lead, and, then, and now they're coming down the back stretch here. So yeah. it might just be a clean slate. In your judgment, who do you think are the – you know, without even looking at the Vegas odds, or if you want to peak, that's fine too. But who do you think are the legitimate three or four contenders that we should be looking at? Like I'm crossed Lamar off now. He's injured. He's not going to miss a game. He hasn't been playing well. So who are the three or four players that you think can actually win it? I think Brady's obvious. I think Rogers still can win it. I, I, know, I understand the narrative is against him a little bit, but, and football writers are notorious for bringing in their biases to votes. A little bit more, but I mean, it's hard to ignore what he's doing. He's playing so well, Alan. Um, I, I just, if 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 Brady does fall short at some point, you know, they they fall behind, and uh, th- then I think Rodgers is next best. I don't. I only see it as those two guys, to be honest with you. Um, I think maybe Taylor can make a case. Colts actually backed into a play, a playoff spot yesterday with the Bengals losing, uh, with the and other teams losing, but. You know they, they have to make the playoffs, and it, the the bias is so strong against running backs. That I think it'd be very difficult, but I I really don't see any other options. Who, who maybe maybe Justin Herbert, uh, but I, I he's had his share of bad games too. Yeah, I think that okay. So we agree that Brady and Rodgers are the two front runners, mm-hmm. and the odds say so as well. Josh Allen, for some reason, I don't know if this has been updated after this week yet, but Josh Allen heading into the week was actually the second favorite at plus four fifty. I think that was a sucker's bet the whole way. Mm-hmm. As good as he's been, I mean, at best they're going to be the fifth, sixth, or seventh seed, right? I mean, they have a tough schedule coming up. So I think you know we've correctly identified the two, but Patrick Mahomes and Kyler Murray are the two. Long shot bets. Who knew we'd be talking about those two as long yeah, shots? Yeah, I was remiss in not mentioning Murray, probably because he didn't play yesterday. He plays in the Monday night game. Uh, I mean, they do have the best record in the league. Uh, yeah, that, that, that's on, and he's only missed kind, three kind games. Of, People think yeah. he's missed more than that. He's only missed three games. And with 17 games, that, that matters a little less, especially if he tears it up down the stretch. Uh, I don't think you're voting strictly by stats. I think it, the MVP is a narrative vote sometimes, unless the stats just blow people away. Say, you know, because I, I know there was buzz earlier in the season. Hey, Brady's going to kind of go try to break the touchdown record. I think that that buzz is cooled a little bit, but um, it's still there. I yeah, I think Murray is a sol- is solidly in that consideration. And the way that the Chiefs have won, I think Chiefs have won six in a row. It's not because of Mahomes. It's the funny thing, but we've seen with MVP votes like. That, that doesn't matter sometimes. Sometimes people look at that. So if the Chiefs rally and get the number one seed in the AFC, yeah, I can see that happening. Yeah, that, that's that's exactly it. So I think those are the four right there. I know uh, Liss talked about Cooper Cup as a long shot bet. I mean, it it's still a, a long shot bet. It's a great bet if yeah. you can get the great odds on it. It's unlikely to happen just because of the position and like you said, the narrative. And Brady really is the perfect narrative. I mean, it's unbelievable that he did another fourth quarter comeback yesterday on a on a mm-hmm. game that was back and forth. And you know, I mean, they were up and then they were down. It was. I mean, did you watch that game yet? Did you rewatch it? Yeah, the bill. Yeah. yeah, that's. I mean, that was the the best game of the of the day. I thought and. So, yeah, so I, I think those are the four guys to look for. And I, it just, it's basically a clean slate. It's like whoever does it from here on out consistently is going to be. So I, where people are talking about like, oh, the, there's no elite teams. And I think this is one of the best uh, seasons that we've had in the last five years. It reminds me of an NCAA tournament that's wide open. 
Yeah. I mean, the parody is great, but excellence is great too. Yeah. Um, I, I, I like seeing truly excellent teams and I don't see that, uh, but you know what? The chiefs are coming together and the defense, this is during this winning streak, the defense has powered it. And every week they're stepping up now. They're, they're beating up on, you know, Denver, the Raiders twice. The Raiders have kind of fallen off. But the Raiders put up a big number against Dallas on Thanksgiving. I mean, it's not like they, they, they haven't had their good offensive games, but they're, they're creating. You know, the Raiders have out, been outscored by 77 points just by the Chiefs, basically. Uh, and it, it's yeah. pretty crazy. Yeah, you correctly identified that the Chiefs' defense is really what's been making the difference, you know. And they're yeah. sitting out there on waiver wires for your fantasy playoffs. Just you know, I wouldn't even worry about who they're playing, their matchups. The last three games, Jeff, I, I mean, you know, defensive scoring varies from league to league. Oh, but first play from scrimmage for crying out loud! Yesterday, right. that was that was beautiful, unbelievable. So seventeen, seventeen, and twenty-eight fantasy points over the last three games. I mean, they are. I mean, if you get ten fantasy points out of your fantasy defense, you're mm-hmm. like, okay, fine. It didn't. It didn't kill me you know but i think that you could just like pick them up and play and like i said they are widely out there because people are slow to adjust you know or they stay with the rams defense in a bad matchup so um yeah. you know we can we can even add them to our sneaky ads for a defense yeah so watch until the end for a bonus sneaky defense right right <laughs> definitely uh, big game thursday night chiefs at chargers you know chiefs only have a one game lead and the chargers beat them so this is a massive and the chargers win this game then they, they get the tiebreaker over them you know that it's through all the struggles that the chargers have had that they're only a game out um i but that's that's just the whole point of the afc through all the struggles that team x has had you know here we are you know you look at the ravens they're still in first place in the afc north uh you know despite uh you know all the injuries that they've had and they've had massive injury problems I think this the Lamar injury looks bad. By the way, I I, I think it, you know the way how quickly he was ruled out. You know, I I'm not the sprained ankle theorist or expert that Chris Liss is, but <laughs> well, I, here's I'm the thing though: even even if he plays, Jeff, are you going to be comfortable playing him no. in fantasy football? Right. No. That's so. If you're a Lamar uh, manager and you're you've gotten to the playoffs, and Lamar, like I said, he's had his peaks, but he he's been fine. You don't you start him every week, you don't think about it, but it's time to start thinking about you know two a t- you know two as your QB next week or whoever it is that's out on your waiver wire. Just, so I've had I have that combo in two leagues. I have Lamar, and then I picked up Tua for Lamar's bye week, and I just held on to it. Actually, I had to cut him in I think the stake league just because and he's been fine. Spots are tight, uh, but yeah, uh, he had Tua has been. Excellent since coming back. No, uh, excellent compared to what he originally was doing. I mean, you know, he's well. Also, excellent is maybe not fantasy wise, but excellent mm-hmm. for what they expect out of him. He has been a very good game manager. Uh, the Dolphins were so bad early on; they still have a negative points differential. By the way, they've won five games around, and they're still negative thirty-four in the season. But uh, they're also six and seven. But you know, that just shows what a hole they dug themselves to start. Uh, but, do you think yeah. that? Do you think he's earned another full year next year? Like, I mean, I guess it oh, will. Percent. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Well, I mean, you know, there was. I mean, the, one of the biggest uh, uh, quarterback uh, narratives was when are the Dolphins going to trade for uh, Deshaun Watson? I mean, and that's still going to be floated out there. Deshaun Watson's going to be on another NFL team next year. So, uh, speaking of bad team? owners, by the way, that, right. that, yeah, <laughs> right. Stephen Ross would be very. Yeah. If if we had a worst owner draft, he'd be one of the guys we'd go after here. He'd be a target. Yeah. Um, really bad owner. Yeah, uh, and and the reason, like I said, that I think that it's very important to talk about where these quarterbacks are going to end up because it really does affect everything for fantasy football. 
I mean, mm-hmm. depending on if, you know, there's three teams that have two first round picks and that can make a, a trade for an elite quarterback next year, right? The yep. Jets, the Giants, and the Eagles. Both the Jets and the Giants have first round quarterbacks that they're, they've cooled on that probably have some value, you know, to a team. So someone like Russell Wilson is going to be in play too. And that's going to affect uh, Kadarius Tony next year, Saquon Barkley. One of the notes that I wrote down here is, you know, one, I want to get your take on the Russell Wilson thing. And two is where are you going to rank Saquon Barkley next year? I know you have a long time to think about it. You're doing baseball projections right now, but, but someone like that, it's like, you know, I mean, you can't have him as a top eight, nine, 10 quarterback uh, running back next year, Barkley, but you get Russell Wilson out there and and maybe the whole dynamic changes again. If Barkley goes off in the last three, three or four games, then, then I'll have to revisit uh, my decision, you know, but, I I, I, I want to be tempted to just to write this year off, but at the same time, he kind of looks – I mean, you know, running backs go, and they go quickly. Ask Todd Gurley. Um, you know, it's – and, you know, Gurley had the massive knee pro- in, injury, and, it, you know, so did Barkley. So I, I am kind of concerned about that, you know, is what's going to happen with him going forward. It, it stinks, but, you know, here we are, like, ringing – you know, it, it, we have such a bias towards young running backs. And, you know, it, it, you look at Denver – and wringing our hands with Melvin Gordon. Oh, why is Melvin Gordon getting all this work? Hey, Melvin Gordon's actually playing pretty well. You know, if, if you wa- actually watch, it's I know I have Javante Williams everywhere. I love Javante Williams. But Melvin Gordon is playing well. You know, the fact that he won't go away at age 20, ancient age of 28. 28, Allen. That's young. 28, but not for a running back. It's like yeah. women's tennis all of a sudden. We have to wash these guys out of the league after four years. Otherwise, they're ancient again. Some of the running backs, I mean, you, you've you talked about on your show a bunch of times, someone like Frank Gore. Now, not the 34-year-old Frank Gore, but 28-year-old Frank Gore was a good player. I mean, he wasn't yeah. this you know dynamic fantasy player that he was when he was a first-round pick in fantasy leagues when he was 24. Mm-hmm. But Melvin Gordon looks – he's a professional running back that yeah. you know he knows how to do everything in the – all the things that the coach is like. He knows how to block. He knows how to pick up playbooks fast. He's got a nose for the end zone. He's never been like this elite athlete. He's just good at, at football, and it translates to fantasy. His game does translate to fantasy. Yeah. And, you know, if, if like yesterday when you saw when they when they took that – that bully approach where they were using both running backs, both fantasy running backs can get paid. Uh, obviously it suffers. The passing game suffers a little bit, but yeah, I think that next year's rankings, when you talk about these young running backs, I, I Javante Williams is going to be a top five running back in the dynasty world. And, you know, we're going to be doing our dynasty podcast. As soon as the season's over, we're going to be talking a lot about him, but right. someone like Saquon Barkley, he's going to be 25 next year. That's not old, but He's he's been beat up. He's been broken. I mean, I, I'm right. not going to want to draft him above any of the elite young wide receivers. Yeah, um, I, I'm with you on that. Uh, dynasty wise, it's it's really interesting. Like Jamar Chase or one of the you know how high does he go? You know, finally had had that huge fourth quarter. Bengals. Oh, hey, targeting your best players more often with some urgency. Who yeah. knew that would be a, a good strategy to try to do that a little bit more often? But still, I mean. Yeah, he, he returned to form. He had a drop on the very first pass he thrown to him today, uh, yesterday again. That's still a little bit of an issue, but my God, he gets open so often. You know that I'll still take that. It's just I think it's Deontay Johnson all over again. He'll get over the drops. 
Yeah, you're talking about Jamar Chase, and we, you know, just a little plug. We're going to be uh, uh, making the Superflex Dynasty rankings live in about two weeks on RotoWire. So that's a Super new, awesome. nice. yeah. So that's a you know, as Superflex becomes more and more popular, two quarterback leagues mm-hmm. and Dynasty is seeing a, a resurgence in popularity too. It was the, the right time to uh, release these rankings, but. Jamar Chase is one of the interesting ranks that we have. And Justin Jefferson is going to be our wide receiver one on Rotowire for Dynasty. He just has that longer track record. And if somebody wants to argue and put Jamar Chase as the wide receiver one, I wouldn't have a problem with it. I just, it wouldn't be my personal ranking because as you saw yesterday, your team, your Bengals have two alpha wide receivers, two wide receivers that are going to finish inside the top 20 every week. And one of them, which is probably going to be a top 12 wide receiver on the weeks that the other one isn't. So I can't say for sure that T Higgins isn't going to be a better wide receiver over the course of three and four weeks. And that's why I think Jamar Chase, as great as he is, as open as he gets, can't be the top ranked wide receiver over Justin Jefferson and, you know, possibly CD lamb. I can, I, I can buy that. I, I, I buy the, uh, yeah, I think chase versus lamb's interesting because they, yes. you know, both teams Similar. have three quarterback, uh, three wide receivers, uh, although Cooper's older. So it, that, that, that 28. Yeah. And again, old man, he's 28. He's older, right. but that's, that's the NFL yeah. for you. And um, one of those, one of those wide receivers may not be there though next year. Michael Gallup, I think he's heading into free agency. If they don't tag him and keep him, or if I don't know what their right. money situation is. So it's possible that it's a two, two wide receiver sets with a tight ends next year. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows indeed. Uh, something to, yeah. You as a dynasty uh, guy will have to dig into a little bit more. Often. Oh yeah. Can't wait. I, I love this. Isn't it? It's I, I think I have a sickness with this. I, I could literally talk about that dynasty stuff all day. I was starting to write down topics for the pot and the, the list goes on like seven, eight, nine pa- pages. It's, I think I like the off season better than I like the in season. I, well, you I don't do I, baseball. So there you go. Uh, uh, that yeah. is it. That is and, it. You know, viva la difference. I mean, good for you and Mario. I think Mario does a little bit of baseball, but Mario and John are talking all season long too. I mean, I'm I'm pretty honed in on baseball during the summer, and then I come back. You know, and you know, I, I lose some cred because of that. I get that, uh, but. You know, hey, it's just I've always I, been a multi-sport analyst. Yeah, I, I would disagree with losing cred. I think that the fact that you're able to do all of these sports and golf and, and do yeah. them at, at a high level is a credibility. And the thing that I was saying is that I also when you're I, I when you talk about baseball too, I see your ears perk up and I love when people talk about their things that they're passionate about. And right. it's the same thing. Like, listen, you love football. You 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 grew up on football. It's probably one of the first sports that, you know, you had exposure to, uh, but it's funny that it's like when you talk about, ba- and what do you think it is? Am I right though? Baseball is the sport that, I mean, you love them all, but baseball is the one that gives you a little bit. Baseball is my number one. Yeah. Without a doubt. Uh, mm-hmm. it's baseball one, football two, golf three, uh, hoops and hockey are still there. I mean, I still, you know, college sports I, I'm into, especially when my school is good. Uh, but I, I'm still into it. I mean, I just, I love soccer, uh, mm. and I, I've grown to love soccer. Uh, that's and my, because my daughters played and I subsequently, and I coached that got me into it and that made me start following at the professional level. And now I'm way into it. So it's pretty cool. Um, so Are yeah, you kind it, to the referees. I am a referee, uh, oh, okay, as well you're... as a coach, but so yes, I, I will say my opinion at times, but at the same time, nothing wrong with um, that. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. In in um, my pre, you know, I referee high school basketball, as you and I have talked about. So in my pregame speech, I always tell the coach to say, "Let's be the example of healthy communication for everybody on the field." That oh, seems to be the good. trick. Nice, I like that. <laughs> yeah, I 
I like that. You, sh- you should give that pregame speech to list. Tell him that you want healthy communication when he's interacting with you on the show. Oh, on your he, he would attention. turn that on its head. I know. I that wouldn't <laughs> work. But uh, yeah. Yep. Um, Back gotta, to football. <laughs> we got to uh, take care of a little bit of business here. I'm going to give you a couple of reads right now, and then uh, we'll wrap up some topics for the rest of the observing this week because we could talk to it forever otherwise. But uh, the man won't let us because the man's making me do a net serious XM show too. Uh, the NFL season is heating up, and Yahoo is going big on daily fantasy football this season. There will be a ton of big prize contests throughout the year on Yahoo, including their multi-entry contests now being shark-free. To celebrate Yahoo going big on DFS as well as Yahoo Daily Fantasy becoming shark-free, Yahoo is giving all users the opportunity to claim free $10 in site credit. Users can take advantage of this free $10 site credit offer to join any paid contest, including Yahoo's biggest contest, the weekly $1 million DFS NFL Baller Contest. The weekly $1 million contest features $1 million in total prizes, including first place receiving $100,000 and tons of overlay and prizes. Play Daily Fantasy Football on Yahoo this season. Visit sports.yahoo.com slash dailyfantasy slash welcome to claim the free $10 offer to get started. Can I, can I tell you that if you haven't played Yahoo Daily, you're missing out. The interface, I, you know, I was kind of like heard about it. You know, I play on some of the other sites, but then I actually went and just like experiment, play around with it. The interface is amazing. The pricing structure is unbelievable. The game is really good. I, it, I'm not just saying it because they're a sponsor. Yep. It is, a, it's a really, it's, it's worth checking out if you have never checked it out yet. Um, I always think that they have the most robust prices. Um, yes. They're, they're quick to adapt to the situation. I mean, you'll, you'll find some bargains every once in a while, but. I there, there's usually no gross oversights. Um, so that, that's one thing I, I think that they do a really good job of. So, so Jeff, on, on the podcast that we're we're going to be doing as we we take over for you guys as you go into baseball in in January is what we do is we scan Twitter and we take some statements off Twitter and then we're going to react to those statements. So I pulled a few of these things from yesterday's games off, and I'm just curious of your reaction. Would you indulge me for one or two of these statements? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. First one I thought that was interesting is. Taysom Hill is Tim Tebow. He makes three plays a game and he gets you home for fantasy. Um, he definitely gets you home for fantasy. I don't know if Tebow gets you home for fantasy every single game. I think that might be some of the difference. I think he's better than Tebow. Um, I think Tebow was a good leader of men, <laughs> but although I think I don't know that for sure, but I think that, you know, that, that reputation might be over the top anyhow, but, uh, Hill makes a lot of mistakes too. Uh, I don't, I think he's actually a better thrower than Tebow. Um, and he hasn't tried to play baseball yet as far as I know, but, uh, <laughs> and, and Tebow came up yesterday because it was that pass to Demarius Thomas, you know, I mean, everyone yeah. was talking about Demarius Thomas that lit the, yeah. you know, that, that, what was it? It was to beat the Steelers. Was it with the Steelers that they beat in that yeah. playoff game? Yeah. I mean, that was, you know, so they were showing the so Tim he could Tebow throw at times. Yes. At, at but, time. At yeah. time, but they were showing that highlight a lot on some of the games, uh, especially you know that when they were doing the Demarius uh, tribute, because that's yeah. obviously one of the best signature plays. Yeah. Okay, so I, I have another one for you. Ready? Okay, here's a statement I pulled off Twitter. I won't even tell you who said it. Micah Parsons is not only rookie defensive player of the year; he should be getting votes for actual defensive player of the year. Yeah, I can get behind that. He's transformed the Cowboys. Um, I, I, you know, he, he's. Yeah, I, I, why hold lack of experience against him? Uh, I, I think he's in the conversation. Who else would you put there in that conversation? I mean, Miles Garrett. 
right? Yeah. Isn't he, I think Miles Garrett's the winner. Yeah, I think he's right. probably the winner. But the fact is, Parsons definitely deserves a vote, down ballot votes, if not, you know, if not first place. But yeah, and I think he's run away. You know, what a, what a transformation job he's done with Dallas, though. He's, I mean, that that the first half of that game where Dallas was just smashing the football team left and right, and that was Parsons driven the whole time. Um, that that was impressive, and you saw that all along. Yeah, he was getting sacks. He's all over the field. I mean, he he's a difference maker. And it's funny that, you know, the Cowboys forever. I mean, it's always that they had a poor defense and a great offense. And that that yeah. seems to be turning around. It's going to make them dangerous. Okay. I got I got one or two more for you. If if you're okay. are you enjoying this game? I am. Okay, cool. Because I, I like your takes on things. I hear you talking about it. And all the time you're always asking other people questions. So I like to ask your questions. I want to pick your brain a little bit. Oh, Rob Grun- Rob Gronkowski is the best tight end in the NFL still. Might be. Might be. I gotta I I'm gonna say no only because I think you have to hold his fragility against him a little bit there. Um not in the fragility. I mean he's a big guy who would smash me if I called him fragile. But uh you know his injury history. I mean that matters. Being on the field matters. Mark Andrews doesn't miss games. Travis Kelsey doesn't miss games. Kelsey is Definitely on a downswing right now. Another bad game yesterday, fantasy wise. Uh, Do you know how many targets Gronk has over the last since he's been back for four games now? How many targets is he averaging per game? About ten, right? It's eight and a half. He's gotten eight, nine, eight, nine. Yeah. And got and Godwin. Did you see the day that he had yesterday? As far as ten and the, t- and, it, 10, and the uh, 15, fifteen targets again. And this is two weeks in a row. Godwin's been a target monster. It helped that this game went to overtime. Uh, but yeah. Um, yeah, the, it, Tampa Bay, when weather is not an issue, is just a beautiful thing to behold. I mean, whether it's in the dome or if it's a home game, they just they just roll. They're just so fun to watch. Godwin's a free agent next year. I mean, they're not going to let him go. I mean, obviously, they'll franchise tag him or do whatever they need to do. I don't know what the money situation is there, but he, I think he is a player whose contract is more or less expired. I'd have to look it up. I'm, I'm just talking anecdotally. But I'm wondering what happens to him when Antonio Brown comes back in week 16, I think it is, from yeah. the suspension, 13, 14. Yeah, so he'll be back week 16. I mean, Antonio Brown was a wide receiver one in the short time that he played. He was. He was. Um yeah, it, the, good good problem for the Bucks to have. It's not even a problem. It's a good opportunity for the Bucks. It's a problem for us. Uh, and we'll go back to two out of the three have big games, and one of them is weirdly yeah. not used that much because they, they teams will roll their coverage towards that player. Um, let's do one more, and then I got to do one more piece of business. Okay, so I got one more. You want me to go one more statement, right? Because I got yes, this is please. my favorite one. Through what is it? Through fourteen games this season, Hunter Renfro is wide receiver. What? Take a guess. Seven. Twelve. But it's because the first few games he had almost like nothing. But right. is that insane that he is a wide receiver one? I Getting resisted in- putting him over like Ruggs and Edwards at one point, And how that didn't age too oh, well. F- forget that. I was getting questions. Should I start him or DK Metcalf this week? I actually had him ranked ahead of Metcalf. In fact, that was a discussion Chris and I had on the show this week, this past week. And as you well know, because you've li- yes. you listened to every moment of every, every show moment of every show. It's crazy. I do. Yeah. Um, and that, that was just a, what do you do with, and by the way, okay. With Metcalf, the sequence yesterday was ridiculous. He had a touchdown called back due to a penalty. He had another play where the guy basically tackled him. It was going to be an easy touchdown. So they got the PI. The next play he runs a slant. 
and Wilson throws it behind him. It was, it was come on. And then, of course, someone else gets the touchdown. Uh, that, that's the way the day went. It was just one of those things where he should have had a much better day than he did. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, I, you have to start him. It doesn't matter. You don't have anybody better. I mean, if you have Hunter Renfro, sure, you're going to start him over there. But it's, it's Tyler Lockett is still connecting well with with russell wilson but for some reason and who knows what it is it could be one of those things where you hear about an injury after but dk right. metcalf you, you just you're not surprised anymore when he goes four for 40 you just you're kind of expecting that now and if you get the big game you get it but you're still not going to bench him and most people that go that have three receivers and a flex or you know two receivers and three flex, whatever your league format is it's you can't bench him it's too tough i agree I agree. All right. We're going to tackle injuries, but first a quick note from our friends at friends at thrive thrive is back for another season of fantasy football. And they're running huge guaranteed contests each week, this NFL season with thrive fantasy. You can eliminate the countless hours of research and focus on only the top tier athletes that have the biggest impact on the game. Sign up today and get a free six month rotowire subscription. Here's how you claim your free rotowire subscription. One visit rotowire.com slash thrive. Two, deposit a minimum of $10 and receive a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. And three, play in your first paid contest and receive a free six-month Rotowire subscription. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped. The scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Big thanks to Thrive. As also our sponsors on the Blue Wire Network. Uh, happy to be uh, posting our podcast on this network all season long. Jeff Erickson with Alan Soslowski. Uh, let's talk a little bit about injuries. We talked Lamar, but there's a lot of other big ones. Austin Eckler left in the third quarter with an ankle injury. A lot of people are speculating high ankle sprain. But then Brandy, Brandon Staley is like, hey, he could have returned. 
this game. And remember, they were putting everyone was talking about the mound of tape they're putting on that ankle to try to get him back <laughs> in there. But uh, it, it, it's it, sh- go ahead. It looked like, yeah, I'm saying it, it looked like, I mean, he is a Superman. He's like the term, you remember Terminator 2 when they would split the liquid Terminator in half and he would just like cut back together and, and go back, you know, and, and keep marching forward. Austin Eckler is one of the toughest SOBs in the game, man. I mean, you cannot yeah. keep that guy down. Uh, I, I, you know, I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if he plays next week. And yes, that that tape job, it looked like he had like a fake leg on. It was it was yeah. ridiculous. And uh, by the way, uh, there was another injury funny thing that happened too. I don't know if you saw DJ Moore got hit in the head with the blue tent. Did you see that? Yes, I did see that. Yeah, yeah. So not only did he get injured, examined. Thank God it wasn't like he got the concussion and then got hit in the head again. Yeah, can you imagine if that's the injury? But uh, yeah, going back to Eckler, I mean, if let's say he does rest and you need him for the fantasy playoffs, right? I mean, you have two two guys that got equal amount of carries, Justin Jackson and Joshua Kelly. So do you have a preference? I mean, we'll get down to this a little bit more in the sneaky ads uh, video that we're about that we're going to do later today in post, but which one of those guys do you trust more? Or is it just like another committee running back? Who knows? So I got, I'm going to, this is my admit my bias time here. Uh, Justin Jackson, ball carrier went to Northwestern. So uh, mm. I love Justin Jackson. Uh, and he's good. But he's a good player. He's good. He's not fast. That's the problem. He, you know, you'll notice like on his big runs, he always gets caught from behind. Um, you know, he, so he lacks that 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 top end speed. He's fast in real life, just not fast in football. Uh, so you got to clarify that. But I think I like him slightly better. But I, I, it's really going to be a committee if they play. Now, remember, they play Thursday night. They play against the Chiefs. So massive game, but short turnaround. Tough call. Yeah, both are going to be playable. So if you pick either one of them up in your your waiver wire run and you need a running back, you could play either one. Just, you know, whoever gets the touchdown is going to have the 16-point day. The other guy might have seven or eight points. I mean, obviously anything can happen, but mm-hmm. I think that you, if the one if Josh Kelly is going to be cheaper or if he's the one that you zero bid it on or that somebody forgot about because everyone, I think, is going to gravitate towards Justin Jackson, and rightfully so. He's, he's probably the better bet. Uh, but I, I think either one of those guys is playable on Thursday in yeah, the matchup. Think, yeah, probably so. Um, other well, the football team had two big injuries. Uh, mm-hmm. Terry McLaurin got a bagel after suffering an early concussion. Uh, you know, concussions, we just we have to just follow along with the protocol like everyone else. Uh, sometimes the guys are out five days. Sometimes they're out five weeks. And so we'll just have to watch that one. Uh, big, big division game against Philly. You know, Washington's still in the playoff hunt, but, you know, they that was a pretty big loss to Dallas this past week. Dallas pretty much has the division, not quite clinched, but it's almost there. Uh, but huge, huge game. But they might also be without McLaurin. They might also be without Taylor Henneke, who left with a knee injury. You know, he, he left in the, in the briefly in the first half, too. Kyle Allen got a series. I think Henneke got banged up a little bit after that fourth down sack fumble TD. What a massive play that was. Uh you know, it was just a, just a rough day all around for Washington. Relative to expectation, wouldn't you say that Terry McLaurin has been one of the bigger busts? I mean, we were all excited about him. I know you were yeah. excited. About him. I was excited about him. I was. If somebody took him in like the on the two three turn in this summer, I would be like, yeah, sure, that makes sense, no problem. But he's about wide receiver twenty on the year. But those are also buoyed by some big weeks early on. You've been playing him because you have to, but it it has been brutal for him. I, I don't. You know, uh, next year will be an interesting rank for him, but obviously he's probably going to be out next week. I mean, you never know. You guys, you guys do better concussion work than I could ever even ma- imagine to do. But, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's 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 been bad. It's been bad for Terry McLaurin. And if you made your playoffs with him, you probably still have to start him if he plays. But you know, Cam Sims looked good. And, yeah, 
was one of the guys I liked in the preseason, you know, one of those deep 30 man dynasty uh, players, but right. Cam Sims made an, an insane catch. Well, I mean, it's funny. You're looking at, yeah, he did uh, getting, getting the, the butt cheek down, uh, basically the knee down, <laughs> the hip down, drag um, the cheek. <laughs> that was pretty awesome. But uh, that, that whole area was kind of fraught with peril. AJ Brown has obviously dealt with all sorts of issues health wise there. McLaurin actually looks good in comparison. Uh, when you look at it from that standpoint, uh, Allen Robinson has been an utter disaster. Yeah. Uh, Robert Woods obviously is out for the year, and he was having his bad games as well. Uh, there, th- that area has not been clean. Amari Cooper missed a couple games because of COVID. Uh, you know, Elon, he's been fine. Out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, of course, if you get Cooper Cup there, then we're not even having this conversation. But uh, if you got Keenan Allen, you're fine. It's not, you know, this week, notwithstanding with COVID, but. Uh, Godwin, you've, you've been plenty fine with, too. You know, it's been really interesting over the last month when we were talking wide receivers is Debo Samuel. I mean, go back to the to yeah. his, his targets in in the beginning of the year. Uh, this is how he started off his target, uh, where it's 12, 8, 10, 13, 9, 11, right? I mean, you're like, yeah. oh, my God, double-digit targets. Now, his targets over the last you know month are 1. He didn't play the week before. 1, 1, 5. He's bizarre, getting eight. Yeah, cap- he's still getting. He, he's still paying the bills because he's running the ball, though. It, it's crazy, but yeah, I'd rather see him as a receiver than a running back. Uh, right, and and if he didn't get in the end zone yesterday, he would have had like six fantasy points. I mean, it, it's it, it's very strange what's happening. He's doing like a poor man's Cordell Patterson impression right now. Keep in mind, though, I I don't know. He wasn't one hundred percent. He wasn't yeah. on the field for every snap. Um, there was he took like a series or two off here and there. Uh, Kittle's fully healthy. That's the other thing. Kittle's back mm. and Ayuk's out of the doghouse. So now they have multiple options. Uh, that, that plus they don't have a traditional running back right now. That's all that effective, you know, without having Mitchell out there, that changes a lot of the things in the offense too. Uh, yeah. Kareem hunt left yesterday with an ankle injury. Uh, this is the second major injury. It seems like of the year, uh, been, been tough. The Cleveland running backs also are in the bus conversation too. Yeah, I mean, where you took Nick Chubb, it's it's not looking good. I mean, that whole second round is, with very few exceptions, if you didn't take Joe Mixon, you're not you're probably not happy. Maybe you got Justin Jefferson there, you're happy. But yeah, yeah. Nick Chubb, it's the, that's what I'm saying. The young wide receivers with this extreme upside are going to be the the players that go. This is going to be one of those 2015 where everything swung back to wide receiver. Yeah, sure. If Derrick Henry comes on and has a good playoff, he'll be a top pick. Uh, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't think anyone in their right mind is going to take Christian McCaffrey as a top five or eight pick. Uh, so, yeah, the, the Cleveland running backs, to answer your question, that has been a disaster, too. I mean, it was, But in the beginning of the year, it was going good. You could start both Chubb and Hunt. It's just tailed off. And I think that plugs back into our, our conversation about Baker Mayfield that we had earlier in yeah. the podcast. I'd agree. I'd agree with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of stacked fronts that they're, they're finding, finding themselves facing. Speaking of Derrick Henry, he could be back week 18. Check yeah, your right. paper wires this week. You know, if if you're playing like in a all point, you know, and I, I know people don't have Super Bowls, their fancy Super Bowls usually in week 18, but there are some. And then there's like the stake league. We still have a total points thing in week 18. So that, that's something to keep in mind there, too. Anything else you want to hit? We got to get going here. Uh, any other uh, points before we head out? No, I think we said it all, man. This is this was good. I always love just uh, just doing a potpourri of topics with you flying yep. around. So that's it's always fun for me. Very good. Well, that's going to wrap it up for this podcast. Stay tuned. We're going to do uh, sneaky ads in a moment here. And then I got the radio show with Liz. Uh, But thanks again for listening. Thanks to WinBet for their continuing sponsorship all season long. Take care. Have a great day. 
This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.